Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Woody Allen's memoir has been released by a new publisher after the first one bailed, okay? The new publisher argued that this isn't the worst thing to be released to the public in the last couple months. It's a close second, but it's not the worst. Wow. Uh, I am reading the Woody Allen autobiography, and I got to tell you, I'm two chapters in, and I'm freaking loving it. I don't know if that makes me a bad person or if I should be shunned by society or what. I actually bought a copy. I'll read it. And uh, I'm, I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, yeah. That that whole situation is just way too murky to pretend that it's not. Um, Anybody who's ever gone through a bitter, bitter divorce knows. So there's cell phone data out there that shows we're doing a, de- a decent job of um, social distancing. It's a little troubling that that data exists. And Ian Bremmer tweeted this out: Authorities in China, Israel, Russia, the U.S., and the EU have either already secured access to consumer cell phone location data, or they're trying to get it. And uh, he's got an article on how powerful is your right to data privacy when we've got a collective response pandemic thing going on. 
Do they get to get around the rules of your privacy if they can make the argument it's for the better of society, et cetera, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Um, I have the feeling that the government grabs this information whenever they want already, like Snowden told us, but um, whatevs. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Senate is getting set to vote allegedly later today on the gigantic two trillion dollar bailout slash stimulus package. So we've had they have vowed to cut many superfluous or wasteful programs. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. What's that? No, they'll cut nothing. They'll just go further into debt. It's interesting, though, in in the last couple of weeks. And this is probably why people feel the way they feel. It's going to be hard to go back to normal. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, the Trump era accelerated news coverage anyway, and now you've got biggest stock market drop ever in this short a time ever, 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 ever. Nothing's ever happened. Now the biggest rise ever. The biggest rise ever. Now the biggest stimulus package ever. The biggest bill ever in the history of the country. I mean, just the the first time ever shutting down the, the, the commerce the way we have. The first time ever canceling school. All these historic, gigantic you read about them in history book things happening in matter of days. Mm-hmm. You know, well, make your head spin around. Yeah. All right, but is it going to seem boring when we go back to everything's placid? Maybe what happens next is we don't pay attention to national media so much and, and the hyperbole, and we just live our lives. I don't know. Well, those I are all true. That. None of those were exaggerations. Oh, no. No. It actually happened. True. Uh, talked about this earlier, and I think it's really interesting. The two, maybe the two most important newspapers in America... Um, with two different takes on the big story. The editorial board of the New York Times has an article saying the president needs to shut down the country for two weeks. He doesn't have the authority to do that, but... And that would be stupid and overly broad. But, but they, thanks for the thought. But they believe we're in a, in a crisis and worrying about the economy uh, takes uh, the back seat to flattening the curve and the whole country needs to go into shutdown for two weeks. That's the editorial board of the New York Times. Meanwhile, over the I, Wall I Street Journal, I seriously would not ask the editorial board of the New York Times what I should have for dinner. Well, it'd probably be vegan. <laughs> um, meanwhile, over at the Wall Street Journal, where they care about the economy a lot, it's a, it's it's a business crowd there at the Wall Street Journal. They've got an op-ed piece by two uh, Stanford doctor slash researchers who know a lot about viruses, saying they're they're looking through the data and they think the world has overreacted. It's not near as deadly. As people thought, in fact, they think it's less deadly than the common flu. Mm. And therefore, a lot of these measures that we're taking um, are really an overreaction for twenty to 40,000 deaths that might be the result of this nationwide. Right. And they've got some numbers to back that up. I'm not advocating one of those because I don't have the slightest idea. Well, and those are not fat businessmen actually in suits smoking cigars. Those are Stanford doctors. Correct. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, as we were discussing last hour, the physical health of our people is critical to the economy, and the economy is critical to the health of our people. Economy so is, trying to argue that it's yeah. one versus the other is, is the province of morons, yeah. a.k.a. most of the media. Yeah, I should dig up the article, right? I thought it was really interesting because we do get caught up in the stock market and this and all that, but the economy is our lives. That is that is what we're all doing. Right. Every day when we get up, right. it's, all, it's all the economy. That is life. It's just the money, the money, uh, money being... Um, the leading indicator of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's, it's, it's all of society. And shutting down all of society is, is a big deal. Speaking of money, the $2 trillion stimulus plan, the staff, the Senate staff is busily writing the thing out. 
checking the uh, punctuation marks and the numbers and the rest of it. Uh, it is a sprawling monstrosity of a bill that has uh, some good, some bad, and some ugly. Have you heard how many pages it's going to be? Nope. Uh, but most many Americans will receive a one-time direct deposit of twelve hundred bucks plus five hundred bucks per kid. I'm of the belief everybody should have gotten that. Yeah, but they're not. It it, it phases out at about seventy five grand and phases out completely at ninety nine thousand dollars annually, which is just a horrendous piece of news for anybody who lives in the more expensive parts of the country. Oh, I've got a I've got a little point on that. While you're talking, I'll please. Pick it up. Okay, uh, small businesses will get about three hundred and seventy billion dollars to keep making payroll while your workers are still at home. Companies with five hundred uh, employees or fewer. They keep paychecks going steady, could get up to $10 million each in forgivable small business loans, meaning you get the loan, you follow the rules, you never have to pay it back. Federally guaranteed loans will provide eight weeks of assistance for qualifying employers who maintain payroll. Those who meet requirements would have costs such as utilities, mortgage, and rent forgiven as well. So I listen to a podcast with a bunch of people discussing, um, and the uh, the more libertarian, a lot of the libertarian conservative crowd thought everybody should get a check. <clears throat> For a number of different different reasons. And then the people that don't need it, you know, put public pressure on them to go out and spend it, which I think people would. Uh, say, Gladly. You don't need this, go out and spend it. And spend it at your restaurant, spend it wherever. Yeah. It all, you know, it trickles down to everything. Right. And I'm sure our brave political leaders could say, hey, listen, these four sectors in particular are hit hard. You know, uh, the, the restaurants, entertainment, whatever. And, and, and we'd think, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll spend it on that. Robbie, Robbie Suave of reason, of a libertarian bent, he tweeted this out. The coronavirus stimulus package strikes me as a disastrously ill-considered attempt to do industry-specific tinkering with the economy during a time of tremendous uncertainty. Checks for all would have been better than this. It it does have a lot of getting your fingers into a lot of things for a certain period of time, Mm -hmm. and you never know know, what the unintended consequences are going to be of propping this up a little and not propping this up a little and how that plays out over time. So the uh, Democrats tried to cram as many goodies into this thing as they can get, and they got some stuff, obviously. Uh, some of it, uh, I actually think, is pretty decent, like oversight over some of the loans uh, to corporations. But uh, the program's extended unemployment, unemployment insurance program, unemployment on steroids, as Chuck Schumer calls it, insures laid-off workers on average will receive their full pay for four months. Which is interesting since this thing might be over in a week, but anyway, well, probably not though. It also allows furloughed workers to stay on as employees so that when the crisis ends, they can quickly resume work. The deal extends to gig economy workers as well. It injects a hundred billion dollars into hospitals and the nation's health system and billions more into providing personal and protective equipment for healthcare workers uh, and testing supply and other things. Uh, the final number for big business like airlines is still up in the air, no pun intended. Republicans are seeking $500 billion in loan to stave, uh, loans to stave off layoffs for employees in those industries. I like this uh, tweet from FreedomWorks. Conservatives fear temporary relief spending will lock in new government programs forever. That is the concern. Oh, yeah, I would say it's, that's like 70% likely to happen. Because, say, on December 10th, all this is due to end. Chuck Schumer will stand up there in the Senate and with tears streaming down his cheeks say, just before the holidays, just before Christmas, these poor desperate workers, we're going to throw them out into the cold. We're going to balance the budget on the backs of the poor. How's Teddy? Oh, I thought you were Michael Savage. No. There for a second. We're from the same neighborhood. (laughs) 
Uh, and, and they'll make some tear-jerking argument for why this ought to be permanent, and it's just, we fall for it again and again. If, if, if the slogan among progressives is, never let a crisis go to waste, imagine what everybody's thinking about the biggest crisis in the last, you know, 20 years. So, uh, who's Trump's economic guy had a TV show? Larry Kudlow. Larry Kudlow. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was making the argument that this is actually a $6 trillion package because of a variety of other things that are being done to uh, to help out the economy to the tune of $4 trillion. I don't know if if that was just word to get out to try to make it. Because a lot of it is um, is psychological. The the big bailout in 2008, they picked a number at random. They just wanted it to sound big. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because they wanted psychologically for the people to feel, oh, we're going to be okay. And that's part of what's going on here. Right. And so he's throwing around the number $6 trillion. Yeah, well, and there are, for instance, a payroll tax uh, rollback. You can defer payment of your payroll taxes until next year or the year after that. Um, state and local governments getting 150 So some of it's spending, some of it's tax relief, and then loans. I mean, how do you measure how much a loan program is exactly? You don't know how many applications you're going to get. Well, they're you don't gonna, know how many people will pay them back. Well, they're going to create departments that keep an eye on this that will exist forever. Market Watch had a good article the other day about how government, um, uh, uh, what do you call agencies? Mm-hmm. Uh, agencies always come out of these crises, and there will be brand new agencies that are here forever. Just going to happen. Uh, old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Lisa Desjardins, uh, is reporting. I think, who does she work for these days? NPR or something like that? She works for America, Joe. Uh, McConnell does not give many... Oh, there it is. Uh, Big-sounding history-reaching speeches, but you can hear in the writing this aims to be one. He's calling for the Senate to get over the, at times, very bitter discord this weekend, focus on regular Americans calling on the country to unite. Okay, interesting. That's fantastic. We'll do our best, um, Mitch. Thank you for your brave, if somewhat monotonous, leadership. Uh, speaking of market watch, experts say what you should do with your twelve hundred dollars stimulus check that you get. What should you do with it? According to experts, uh, among other things, on the way. What's your reality right now? Our text line four one five two nine five KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Um, I think in times of crisis, I think we all know that it's it's the it's the celebrities that we count on most. They're the ones who are going to get us through this. Right after healthcare workers, of course, uh, first responders, people who work in essential services, uh, ping pong players, uh, mannequins. They're great. Um, childhood imaginary friends. <laughs> sure. Like 400 other types of people. Look, stay at home. Yes. Yeah. Very very long list of people who will get us through this before the celebrities do. I have learned to resist the BuzzFeed uh, clickbait uh, listicle that comes up in my newsfeed every day. But I had to go to one yesterday, and it's... 17 celebrities who tried to feel us better, make us feel better about the coronavirus, but came off as blanks, you know, and it was, uh, you know, the super, super rich saying, we're staying at home, we're doing our best, and videos of them in their estates. Right. 
playing with their their kids on their expansive lawns in their heated pool. It's the friggin' winter time, <laughs> and just coming off is complete dbs. Right. It was pretty entertaining, really. Yeah. Um, a couple of tweets from Ian Bremmer, who we like. I don't always agree with, uh, but I like. He said, remember all the people who said Fauci would be muzzled? Pence would try to pray the disease away, and Americans wouldn't get the facts on coronavirus? None of that happened, says Ian Bremmer, which is probably why Trump is at 60% today in the Gallup poll for handling of the coronavirus. Trump's never been at 60% in anything except for people that don't like him. Right. Um, uh, nothing, on the, nothing on the positive side ever has been that high in Gallup. Uh, and including it went up 10 points among Democrats. So you, is Gallup one of the right-wing polling organizations? <laughs> no. Um, no, it is not. You certainly wouldn't get that through the media that that's where he is. And also this for me in Bremer, which I thought was good. Because Trump said, I'm hoping we're open for business on Easter. And then the uh, media went wild. I'm not going to get into that conversation because it's stupid. But that's what Trump said yesterday. And Yeah, he, but refuting the stupid is smart. Ian Bremer tweeted, by Easter, there's a good chance the U.S. will be able to make an educated choice about when and how to restart the economy. We might make the wrong choice, but unlike now, we'll at least have the information to make it. I agree. Right. And right. then, you know, then we'll argue about it and decide which way to go. And again, we might make the wrong choice, but that's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. Read a great editorial on that very topic. I'll share with you probably tomorrow. But um, uh, Mike Rowe is making the rounds. We ought to talk to Mike. It's been a while. We should. Um, but he's talking. He claims to be a fan of our show. He's talking about uh, potential upsides to this whole mess. Now let's uh, let him speak for himself. Clip 34. When we come through the other end of this thing, the need for skilled tradespeople in this country, I believe, is going to be at an all-time high. And that's basically good news for the middle class. If we can somehow level the playing field in the way or, or by the way in which we present opportunities to kids, middle-class kids in particular, I think we might see real success in not only closing the skills gap, but getting people on a path to a six-figure job that doesn't require a big, giant college debt. Uh, let's go ahead and follow that up with 35. The amount of money that we're paying to go to a good school in 2020 is somewhere between cataclysmic and obscene. We have $1.6 trillion of student loans on the books right now. And I think if we stay hunkered down for another few weeks or so, people are really going to become inculcated with this business of go to meeting and Zooming and learning online. And look, this wasn't around when you and I went to school, but for the first time ever, here it is. 98% of all the known information in the world is accessible on the screen I'm looking at right now and the screen that most of your viewers are walking around with in their pockets. We might be able to revolutionize the educational system. God, I hope that happens. What did he say? 98% of all information available is... Uh, what's the other 2%? Sure. But anyway, um, and yeah, not only is it online... It's online in a way that will be taught to you by a great professor. Oh, right. you don't like that great professor? Choose this great professor on the same freaking subject, whatever the subject is. The university system is so obviously an extremely well-connected sacred cow at yeah. this point. It's just, it just it endures for reasons that no sane person can understand. Hey, very quickly, because we don't have time, but 
just uh, want to touch on this on you know on on micro's uh, theme the folks at linkedin put out an article that i really enjoyed about the economic opportunities the positive trends the innovations as the result of all this and a lot of it i think will yield long term good for the entire western hemisphere the whole global high risk supply chain with the dirty communist chinese thing a lot of people are reassessing that and i think it'll be for the good not only of the us but the entire western hemisphere central america south america good stuff i hope that is a cultural change that happens Announced he has corona. So does Prince Charles, heir to the throne, I'm being told in the media. Like, that's a big freaking deal. Who freaking cares? Buddy of mine sent along a, a quote from somebody else. Prince Charles has the corona. Boy, Prince Andrew must really be sweating if he was still able to. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Coronavirus! We mentioned this the other day. Thank you, Cardi. We mentioned this the That's other day. That's pretty good, Michael. There was a New Yorker, New Yorker cartoon of a guy sitting at home on his computer, and then it dawns on him, wait a second, you mean all those meetings that I've been going to didn't need to happen? <laughs> Is one of the things that comes out of this, bosses, employees, everybody figuring out, you know, we're working from home. I'm not sure it made any difference. Is there a reason I commute in 45 minutes each way uh, and spend two hours in my car a day when I could be either working or doing stuff I want to do. On the other end of it, is there a reason we're paying for all this square footage of cubicle space if you could be doing this from home and get the same production? So I just wonder. Right. Wonder if right. That will yeah. It, it's, I think we're about due for a restructuring of the modern workplace. Yeah. And, and then what would that do to real estate and all that sort of stuff where there's no reason for people to need to drive into the center of a city most <sighs> of the, every day? You know, yeah. Maybe yeah. one day a week, maybe one day a month is plenty. I think a lot about how we could do this with video screens and just be looking at each other bigger than life um, and not have to drive and, and all come together every single day of the week. You know, something would be lost, but I don't think it would take a great deal of ingenuity to work around those losses and, and make them fine. We'd find something else somewhere. Right. <laughs> the time I spend in my car driving to work and driving home is the only thing that keeps me from snapping. There's that. So I would have to uh, find somewhere else to uh, get to spend an hour well, alone. Why don't, why don't you just go ahead and keep driving in here? <laughs> That's fine. I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, he has to. We all have to. Yeah. Um, and- yeah, I hear that, man. I used to. I, I had for a while a seven-minute commute. And it was fabulous in a lot of ways. but and, and I had three little kids in the house. And I had no time to change gears. And so there were times I would stop, take five, you know, by the side of the road, and just get myself psyched and, and get in the emotional state oh, yeah. I wanted to be in to love my family. Sure. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, 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 I hear you. Yeah, exactly. To get in the emotional state to love your family. Because it's not that I don't want to do that or I'm dreading it or, you know, anything. There's really nothing negative. It's just 
It's a lot of work. It takes a tremendous amount of physical and mental energy, and i got to get psyched up for it. Right. And I step in the door. Plus, you walk out of here dripping with evil, and it's nice to let it run off you for a while. And sometimes you walk in the door, and there's like, it's loud. And you open the door, and then it was he just punched him in the face, and now he's been oh. sent to his room, and it's just and it's like, oh, God. Oh, my. I don't even have the backstory on this. I'm glad you're home, because, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And the toilet is stopped up. That, oh, that, that was one on no. top of that the other day. Uh, 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 <laughs> tick. Oh, tick, tick. Anyway, so... Uh, I've been hearing this a lot. I don't know if it's true or not. In December, we're going to have an explosion of babies being born. Is there any reason to think that... First of all, I've never understood how that works. So there's a power well, outage. Let me explain it to you. And When a man and woman love each other very much... They give each other a very special hug. They I, have certain urges. They they wrestle. Right. Um, but does the birth control all of a sudden cease to exist in a power outage or a pandemic or anything like that? May that's not be I, one of the things you stocked up on. That's, for, what, that's what I didn't, exactly. never understood. I don't want to go to the pharmacy. There's sick people there. Kind of going back to what you were talking about, I saw well, a tweet... Let's roll the dice, honey. What are the odds? I saw a tweet that said... If there if there is a baby boom in nine months, it's entirely of people having their first child. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, a couple of headlines. A lot of girls named Coronita, and <laughs> you uh, think probably COVID's a good boy's name. People are stupid, so yes. Probably. Not you folks, other people. It's bad in New York City. If New, New York State is, what, the third worst country in the world for corona, if you put them on a... Half the cases in America it's are in uh, New really York. really amazing. So the White House is calling for anyone leaving the metro area to self-quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. A lot of people have bugged out in New York. Hey, you took the virus with uh, with you, and now you're infecting all the rest of us. Did you hear the jackass mayor of, uh, of Los Angeles, Garcetti, said you can't leave. You can't go to your vacation home. <laughs> And, you, and if you're there, you can't come back. And I would say, I'm pretty sure you can't stop me. So, <laughs> hey, Gil, shut up. Here I go. Um, we mentioned yesterday Prime Minister Modi of India with the largest lockdown that's ever happened in world history, one plus billion people, three week complete in quotes lockdown, which means a total ban on venturing out of your homes. Except for food or hospital, you do not get to leave your home. Wow. So they're not doing any of the go to the park, walk your dog, feel free to jog. Construction jobs. Constru- yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Dry cleaning. From, from one video I saw, I believe it was actually from Ian Bremmer, so I, I believe this <laughs> to be accurate, but their their enforcement methods were not a soft suggestion. Hey, why don't why don't you head back home? But They're uh, swinging sticks at people to get them off oh, the really? street. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, so in cities, there's that, but there's got to be a lot of people in the countryside in India who say... I poop in a hole and eat ants. What, what am I locking down from? What a... What a... Uh, uh, have you studied India? <laughs> When's the last time you were there? I see I see your point, but... <clears throat> My point being, I live a very basic life already. you got to eat exactly a lot sure. of them, I'll tell you that. I'm not exactly sure why, what a lockdown means to me. Right. It was my point. Right. Um... Might have I've already it. got the cholera. Yeah. How bad can this new thing be? Um, oh, and then some good news. Uh, scientists have studied the coronavirus, and it looks like it is a very slow mutating virus. Some mutate quickly. Mm-hmm. This one appears to mutate slowly, which means that if they do come up with a vaccine, it would probably work 
on the strain that that's still around by that time. That's good. As opposed to you come up with a virus and God, it's changed in something else. Son of a right, and you're out of luck. Of course, none of that would matter to the uh, bug eating, home pooping Indian, but uh, right for the rest of us. Oh, and then this. I think this is a damned interesting. I don't know if there are court cases that are going to be dealt with years from now or what. But the number of places in the country where they've made gun stores shut their doors. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Non-essential businesses have been required to close across many states. The Second Amendment has become an increasingly hot topic. I'm reading from the dispatch here. In Pennsylvania, the governor initially mandated the closure of all gun retailers, deeming such stores as non-life-sustaining. How about constitution-sustaining? or uh, being sustained by the Constitution. Well, uh, one argument, uh, disagreeing with you, one agreeing with you. Uh, We've suspended the right to assembly in a lot of places, peaceable assembly. True that. Uh, On the other hand, uh, here's an ingenious uh, solution that I came up with in the last three seconds. Tell gun stores, look, we got to have the social distancing, so have people call in and make appointments to swing by. No more than three or four people in the store at once, depending on your square footage. There, I solved it. And the Second Amendment wasn't suspended. Uh, uh, uh. How, about how qu- hard is this stuff, people? How about quartering troops? Do I have to allow troops to live in my house? Or is that still, well, am I still okay again, on that If one? they make an appointment. No soldiers living in my house! It's funny, Delaney and I, my, my daughter, who's home from college, and I watched John uh, Mulaney last night, that bit. Oh, it sounds like you got a thing going on with a soldier and your <laughs> yeah. wife or something. Yeah. Maybe we should cool it on this a little bit. And I love that meme about uh, instead of being a Second Amendment uh, super advocate, be a Third Amendment super advocate. Wherever there are troops, just scream at them. You're not staying at my house! <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yep. But anyway, all kinds of uh, places. New Jersey, it's happening in California. Various places. Illinois is dealing with that where they're told gun stores they have to close, and they're saying, no, no, we don't. And it's working its way through the courts. I don't know how this will turn out, but good God, most of my life, I haven't been able to make, you know, a solid, ar- well, no, it's solid, um, uh, a concrete argument for why I need a gun and ammunition right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's my right. It's the Second Amendment. Yeah. I get to do it. That's, you don't that's need a, a reason for a right. right. I don't need a reason. But th- this is of any time in my life. This is the best time. People are fighting over toilet paper. Mm. There's scarcity. There's a virus. You're letting people out of jail. There, th- th- I should be able to buy a gun now if I want to. Sorry, it's closed. Yeah, that's pretty solid reasoning. But again, I don't think it's necessary. I love uh, you know, and we talked about this briefly the other day, but. Rosa Parks didn't need to sit at the front of the bus. It was her right to sit at the front mm-hmm. of the bus. You don't get to argue whether the back of the bus is every bit as comfortable or maybe her people are better. No, you don't even get to make that argument. It's a right. Having said that, mm-hmm. back to calm discussion of the challenges facing us during the crisis. And I have uh, calmed down and I apologize to any slandering of rural Indian people. I don't, I don't know. It was an overstatement. I don't think it was slander per se. Okay. Insect protein is actually a, a widespread food source, Jack, around the globe. Um, I'm looking at some of these texts on what my reality is like today. A lot of people working from home, trying to get used to it. A lot of people worrying about the long-term impact to whatever industry they're in. I think everybody's in that boat. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, my final uplifting note for the segment is... 
I believe, based on what I'm hearing, and I'm watching those uh, very informative, uh, often long, press conferences slash briefings every day that they're doing from the White House uh, press room, um, I believe that by certainly the middle of next week, we will have a much, much firmer grasp on the big questions. How widespread is this thing? How deadly is it? Um, how can we better manage the balance between the economy being fully functional and us being very, very cautious about the pandemic? Uh, we are moving from a cloudier and less certain time into a much more certain time. Now, we might be looking at more folks uh, passing away from this thing, and we're going to have to deal with that. And by God, we got to protect our, our health care workers and do everything we can to do that. But I think next week's going to be a lot better. We'll see. What day's today? Wednesday? Oh, yeah. Heck, it probably by Monday. By Monday, things are going to be better. We'll have much more clarity. Stock market yeah. is up quite a bit today. Five percent? Is that what it says up there? That can't be right. These are in the four percent range for the Dow, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, almost five now. Gray skies are gonna clear up. Put on a happy face. Don't tell me what kind of face to put on. Oh just over five percent. Up to the minute updates. Sorry. (laughs) For nobody. (laughs) Fantastic. More on the way. Armstrong and Getty. is Harry Fenn and I'm 95 years old. In 1944 I served my country and did my duty. Now it's your duty to sit on the couch. Please save lives. It's as simple as that. That's a World War II vet saying his uh, what he did for society was go fight in a war. You're, what you have to do is stay on your couch to help society. So mm-hmm. I think he's mocking us. There was some gentle mockery there from uh, our our village elder. I'm here. He's saying it could be a lot worse. Right. It's not the worst sacrifice anybody's ever had to make to stay home with their family and watch television. Right. You got people like him. You got people like this. A man who licked the deodorant at a Walmart while saying coronavirus. And the cops showed up and had to arrest him. And, of course, he videotaped himself because he was a flipping moron. The lust for vigilante justice... Must be resisted, usually. Yeah. The I I'll do something outrageous and videotape it and post it and get attention thing is uh, well, it's it's a thing. Yeah, Your Honor, my client is clearly an idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we gonna do about this? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a a would be viral video where the guy was going up behind people in the grocery store and sneezing and spraying them on the back of the neck with the oh, plant spray. Classic. And uh, you usually get your hands wet in the drinking fountain at school, and you sit behind somebody at the desk, yeah. and you sneeze, you, you sprinkle them with no. the water. If you're a, if you're a kid, it's hilarious. But the guy is doing it to, uh, to people in a grocery store, and this one guy whirls around and says, "Don't be any any slugs in one." He says, "Don't be playing with me. Don't be doing that s with me. I'm a grown ass man. That is not funny." And he put him down. Awesome. And I got to admit, I well, I didn't hate it. So we got this great note from, uh, I don't know, everybody wants to be anonymous these days because there's so much hate in the world, but 
long rambling email about uh, wearing masks and all and, and connected me to a New York Times editorial, which I'd actually already uh, printed out that when the experts are saying you don't need a mask, all right, the mask won't help. You don't need a mask, but we desperately need masks for people in medicine. My reaction to that was the same as this writer's. Well, wait a minute. Those two things don't square. Right. Right. And, and everybody knew it. Anybody with an ounce of sense realized those two things don't square up at all, and it caused mistrust and distrust of authorities. It was just really boneheaded. Um, but having said that, this note goes on to say, my Lyft driver roommate and I were talking about wearing a mask a couple of weeks ago. Since many of her riders were coughing, had colds, we wondered about the floating droplets, etc., uh, we weren't sure what to do. So we took uh, quart Ziploc bags put in one of those small unopened tissue packages, also put in some hand-packaged individual wet wipes. That way a person could blow their nose, cough in the tissue, could use the wet wipe on the handles or the luggage, whatever. And then they'll have the plastic bag to put the used wet wipe in. So this woman packaged a bunch of this stuff for her passengers, which is kind of cool. Um, etc. It didn't really go that well. We spent the evening making up the bags with our handmade packages of wipes, tried to give them out the next day. Well, she said most people liked the idea. Only five would take them since the wet wipes weren't factory sealed. Then she heard a trickling sound, turned around to see a drunk guy peeing into the Ziploc bag with the cleaning supplies, hmm. which luckily he the under- bag zipped. He, and he misunderstood the use. And held the fluid. She took a picture of him doing it and Lyft fined him 150 bucks. But there you go. That's the way things just are. So we quit the idea. Yeah, I saw an article about if a we would... little ingenuity rewarded with what a bag full of pee. Yeah, I saw an article the other day that if we would all wear masks when we are out, it would cut down drastically on the spread of this thing. Yet we're not being encouraged to do that. I'm going to wear that Obama mask. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, why don't we get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up there? He is pressing the buttons, keeps us on the air. It's Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, apparently the uh, Peeps factory has been closed down due to coronavirus. Oh, no! So if you like Peeps on Easter, you may not be getting much. What's up, my Peeps? Positive, Sean. Our producer has a final thought. What is it, Sean? Yeah, I ran out of milk yesterday. Supplies are beginning to dwindle. I gotta, I gotta wait it out though. I can't just make a single run to the store for for a thing of milk. I gotta eat the rest of this. I don't know. Maybe turn my stove on and cook something. No, oh. that's wow. not gonna happen. Uh, Jack, a final thought to share with the folks. Well, the golden era of not doing any schoolwork has really come to an end for my son, and he's very unhappy. And as his teacher is fully, like, got a full schedule Google Docs you have to send in with various homework assignments and all these different sorts of things. Uh, it took a while and, to get up the, to speed. And then the zooming, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, that was a fun while it lasted. Yeah. The whole school is canceled for the rest of the year. Yeah. 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 Oh, so now it's the same amount of work, but without playing with my friends? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. My final thought is a two-parter. Number one, healthcare workers, uh, thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, I think people really do appreciate the risks you're taking and the hours you're working and the rest of it. And those of you who aren't appreciating it, start appreciating it. (laughs) 
Oh, hey, listen. You ought to grab the Armstrong and Getty Extra Large uh, podcast about bureaucracy disease at armstrongandgetty.com. It's pretty good. With Lon Chan. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Yeah, go to the website. You got all of our podcasts, including the Extra Large, the On Demand, the One More Thing, which is an extra segment we do virtually every day. You can email us. What's going on? What's your reality? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What should we be talking about? We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios. Mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I poop in a hole and eat ants. What am I locking down from? Armstrong Getty. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash CV for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.